Blocker. Shate, shate. Yeah. I hope that clap was good over the yeah, over the British ad libs. I think it was good. All right. Everybody good? With my friends beside me. Yep, yep. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome into another episode of Crawl Space. I mean, Rabbit Hole Sessions, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rabbit Hole we? Sessions. Thank you for joining. This is another episode. Tyler on demand. Afua on demand today. Uh, just here repping. We'll get into that in a second. Emilio Guido, how are you, sir? Hello, everybody. Yeah, looking I'm good. good. Feeling good? Yes, feel, yeah, feel very what good. What is it, Thursday? It is yes. Thursday. It is Thursday. Yep. Young James, Jimmy McMoney, how are you, what sir? What up? I'm doing all right. Yeah, chilling. New Loving. haircut, looking fresh. I did get a new haircut. Looking fresh. Not blowing too much this time in the wind. Last episode was a little funny. <laughs> but it's all right. He had to go cut it down, tame it up a bit. Uh, yeah, what's good? So what's popping? I'm wearing my uh, Nigeria clothes today. Shout out to Nigeria and SARS, all that. Are you guys familiar with what's going on with the uh, SARS situation? Yeah, I mean, no. I get all my information from Twitter. So I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I follow. He started like, off with yeah, <laughs> like he wasn't. He's <laughs> like yeah, I do it. That's the spot. <laughs> yeah, You're right. At least I so. straight up said no. Yeah. It yeah. Was. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm, I'm really lucky that I, out early. I, love it. I follow people that at least keep up with that stuff. So I do have some information. Right. Yeah, I'm no, not same. like completely in the Oh, I'm certainly not the expert or anything, oh, but no, I have yeah. been able to like, you know, speak to my grandparents about it and get some direct oh, yeah. information about it, which was really good. But you know, wearing this, we installed everything with you and SARS. So SARS stands for the um special anti robbery squad. That's why it's SARS. It's so like why is it the sickness name? Which is funny. It's like I when I first saw it and they said end SARS, I was like, SARS is back. I thought this was Corona. Like, I thought we were yeah. in COVID. And I was yeah. like, what? There's another <laughs> SARS outbreak? So I was like, then it's really the end of the world. Like, pestilence is coming. But luckily, well, not luckily. It's not that, but it's still something not good. And so I was talking to my grandma about it directly, and I was trying to figure out, like, some of the origins about it. And I don't know exact years, but it was originally set up as, as the name implies, an anti-robbery squad, right? Like, supposed to be stopping theft, thievery, like, robbery, all that type of crime that was going on in the streets. But eventually, over time, with corruption, uh, government corruption, police department corruption, they became more of a I'm mean, flat-out terror squad against, like, protesters or people who would, like, not exactly civil unrest, but, you know, anything like we would do here, not agree with things that are going on or public demonstrations. And especially recently, today's Thursday, yesterday, there was a, there was a protest against them specifically, right, because they've been... Uh, as of like recent, I don't know about years, but definitely this year, been ramping up a more of the uh, brutality on citizens and innocent people. And yesterday there was a protest against them at, I forgot what it's called, I think it was Lecky Gate in Lagos, and they turned off the lights, like they shut down the lights and started firing into the crowd, live rounds, and people got hit. 11 people died. So it was like, it's a for real thing. And um, that is just very tragic. It's very unfortunate. And so yeah, I was asking my grandma, I was like, so like, how did this happen? And like, why does this happen? And you know, like, wh how long did it take to get this way? Do you think it's genuine that they're trying to change? Because the leaders did stay, like they've come out and condemned them and they've shut down the department and the program. Like they were pretty quick with it actually. And so I don't know, cause initially I was coming into this. It's funny, like even right now I'm changing my mind, but I was gonna talk about this about like a negative light of like Twitter activism and like the whole kind of spreading awareness thing. Like, cause I was gonna like, question the actual substantialness of it but what because this has been going on this isn't the first time these things have happened like it hasn't just happened this year so i do wonder what has caused <clears throat> like more news outlets to be aware of it do you think it's something like because it's tangentially happening in the u.s or like i don't know do you guys have any ideas i wonder if that? that's the case yeah like what if the american protest against brutality police brutality inspired other countries to be a little more active in it and now the world as a whole is more aware of it I don't know. I feel like that's like our American idea, like pulling it back to us. Right. Like we <laughs> kind of sparked it. <laughs> that's yeah. our well, because it's but... been it's not the like I said, it's not the first time it's been going on. But it's this is kind of the first time that we've seen 
um, big protests of against police brutality other than America, right? Like they have, we haven't really seen that in other countries unless it's for America about the situation in America, right? Like when people are doing the Black Lives Matter protests around the world, and it's just interesting to see those parallels happening at the same time. And <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. So it's just they they have come out and publicly condemned it, but they came out and publicly condemned it and dismantled it before the shooting that happened yesterday. So it's like. I mean, there was not clearly the effect was wasn't no immediate action. and people like still got ended up getting fucked up by it and I wanted to see my grandma said something directly that I wanted to just exactly what she said well it's basically what I said but yeah but so, yeah, so that's what's going on and it's just it seems to be is police corruption no matter where you go you know it's not just like a uh, it doesn't seem to just be a race thing it seems to be a power thing it seems to be a corruption thing and it's like entire establishments need to be dismantled that's something like i also kind of like to make the distinction of instead of destroy is dismantle because i think destroy doesn't really end up helping many people and i think a lot more people get hurt if you try to destroy what's in place rather than dismantle it like realign it for your purposes if that makes sense which involves being part of it and changing it from the inside as well as people opposing it from the outside you know i've gotten a lot of criticism in the past when talking to people for wanting to work with the system that I'm against. But it's like you have to work with and kind of inside to be able to understand how to change it. Because that's the only way, like avenues of change happen in different parts of the society and they come together to affect a whole. That's how, it's like a multi-faceted and multi-fronted attack, quote unquote, like to use those uh, military tactic words, I guess. But I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, um, and it, but it's tough Nigeria, sometimes. We stand with you. When, his, when like the system is so corrupt that it's almost like class against class you know it's like one group against another it's hard to change the ideals um it's hard to convince them and at some point like radical action mm. is 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 necessary you know mm. sometimes um what do you that's mean just, that's just how revolutions on... happen in the past you oh, know what I mean? sure. i'm saying like it's not like like all this radical energy in the world right now is happening from nothing mm -hmm. it's been built up years and years and years and change just hasn't happened mm -hmm. you know and it's um, just a time in history where it seems to be the energy can explode it has the avenues to explode hopefully in ways that can bring change but um, hopefully you said something about twitter <laughs> activism yeah okay let me think hold on sit because i've seen a lot of people obviously talk about it right but it's kind of always my thing with people talk about it but what are they really doing and is talking about it doing something that's why, like, in the beginning I was saying maybe I'm kind of changing my tone on that because now we are, we, like, CNN reports and shit like that. But I don't know if it's because explosive events are happening now or if it's because there's, like, people on Twitter talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that's the truth. And I don't want to talk about No Name, no name again too much, but she has some tweet that pissed me, <laughs> pissed me off a little bit. But I was like, I'm going to let it go. But so my thought was, like, what does... What does sharing it to your Instagram followers do, my Instagram followers do, if none of us can or don't do anything about it further? First. Like, without, being, without being educated on it to maybe know who you should speak to rather than just speaking on uh, it. Like, what does that do? But first, Just spreading a... Hold on. Ahead, first, let's ahead. clarify. Clarify what doing something means in comparison to talking about it on social media before we go any further, I think. Yeah, well, I guess then that was also part of my question. Is talking about it on social media doing something? Okay. I think it is. It's spreading awareness. Yeah. I guess it just becomes a, sorry, just a quick thing. I think it becomes a thing of um, the uh, the measure of impact that it has, I guess. But go. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Like if, 
news outlets are only going to share what's most popular, right? So if it's getting popular on Twitter, if it's getting popular on Instagram, if people are sharing it more and more and more, mm. it's going to get noticed right. by algorithms, you know? So it's going to become trending. And then when it's trending, it reaches everybody's homepage. Right. Is there something to the notion of rather than just <clears throat> aimlessly throwing it out to your 50 followers who, you know, are going to forget about it in three days to maybe like actually seeing what's going on more and then seeing if there's someone like an ambassador you can actually reach out to and say, hey, me and all my five friends, let's, that's who we speak to to like get someone directly involved or to get diplomats and directly involved. Like, is there something to maybe that should be? what's encouraged instead because i just think and eventually at the end of the day it's you're just throwing it out there people want to say something rather than say something constructive but they want to say something to just seem like they're part of it how how much how so the action you're talking about is like reaching out when you say diplomats you mean like i don't know exactly what the process is but there are people who people you can power. senators or what, who have whatever. much more effect than your District twitter followers or your instagram followers and so like it to me it comes off as yeah there's like maybe genuine intent but it also comes off as the most service it's doing is for you to feel like and seem like you're part of it. Yeah. Well, so it's better than nothing first. <laughs> like for sure, I think it's better. It's, it's in, spreading in comparison, awareness. Sure, it's yeah. Comparison, like it's better yeah. than doing nothing. Okay. And if I agree, like more people should be willing to do more, like put more effort into doing something to change. Um, but those, like understanding what is necessary to change is so it's tough to yeah, figure out. Yeah, but if you out. care, it's it like, yeah. isn't it on you to put in the effort to do something tough? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do people actually care or are they just throwing it up to seem like they do? Are they just doing the easiest thing possible? Yeah. Are they? Some of them probably are. So, Some people are also probably genuinely trying to spread awareness and they just don't have other outlets to do it or they don't know how to do it, you know? And that's where I think... Is that an excuse anymore? I don't. I, I just like, like... That's fine. It is an excuse. I don't know how much I can believe it. I feel like a lot of us have resources the, those who are choosing to tweet about it more than likely have resources tweet, to actually google. yeah but, well, but what do you yeah. what do you I mean, mean you like more than that google what how can i help and stars, stars in nigeria yeah, okay, who yeah. can i contact oh yeah to, okay blah, blah, blah. so i when i say sharing i don't mean just like the video i mean like sharing the resources that you find on twitter like like mm, i've yeah. seen like things like for the black lives matter thing it was like um things you could donate to um right things also you could, things you could also sorry. retweet more to get more awareness but um so yeah like I, I I think it's I saw something that was like buying Bitcoin instead of buying uh, donating directly to Nigerian um, efforts because I think the the government was blocking. Yeah, there's a lot of corruption in like yeah. in a lot of areas. Yeah. So they're so. sending it through Bitcoin. So that's something I saw that was online that you could do. Dude, that's like Acon City. They're operating in Bitcoin. Maybe that's like is that eventually gonna be the way of the future. That's nuts. That's nuts. Another thing that's possible um, that we have seen recently, which is good, uh, good use of social media and combines what what you were talking about. Um, I think, but in relation to uh, American terminology, would be like reaching out to you know a city's um, district attorney mm -hmm. or senators within that state, and that's something we saw with. Um, when the NBA, this bubble season, um, they stopped playing, they boycotted playing because of what happened in Milwaukee. And all the, however many teams, organizations were in uh, the bubble at that time, posted on their social media, um, we're not playing because here are the numbers to the Milwaukee district attorney, district attorney um, the number to this senator and that one. And so and you're using 
the platform to provide the information to provide the information that comes from the Google search that I think you're speaking of. Um, so that's so that is one way it can be used. Yeah, and I think it can. I just don't think people are doing that. Yeah, I I think that's a great. I think I think that's new though. It might be just a new thing. No, yeah. it can't be. No, I can agree. People I probably bet a do lot a little of bit though. Are just doing it so they could feel like they're part of the trend. Yeah, you know, hmm. and that's that's just the nature of yeah, of our like online world you know yeah. it's like people just do it just for the trend but i guess the like my ultimate question about it is what in their like what's the end result of just sharing like what is the expectation that's going to happen so more people see it and then like then what what's then after they, that then they feel like they then did the next part. person does something yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then right can you go handle this for me look i'm showing it to you to know what's happening but don't want to do something yeah that's why i feel that so much more about like celebrities doing that because they actually have so much more power than, like, us. So, like, when someone's like, we should change this. Like, a celebrity's like, this is bad. We should change this. It's like, all right, what are you doing to do it? You have money. Yeah, you have access. You have power. You have status. So, do it's something. money. Money Money means you can do something. No, 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 no. It just means you have more... It's communication. Ability. You have money more equals it, communication. No. I said platform, too. Like, you have a bigger audience. You have access to more... Okay, for celebrities? Way more resources, yes. Yeah, and like yeah, higher, quote-unquote, status in society means it's easier for you to communicate with more people as in, like, they'll give up stuff for you to, like, to come communicate to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I can't even think. Who's, like, a fucking celebrity that talks about this shit? Like, if John Legend, I don't know, yeah. wanted to talk to a senator versus if I want to talk to a senator, they'll probably talk to John Legend yeah. first, you know? Or he'll have an easier time to get in there, that type of thing. So, yeah, I agree with that, James. Celebrities suck, bro. Like, we know that. <laughs> but so do people, clearly. You know, like, a lot of us do it, it seems. But, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. Nigeria, like I said, stand with you. And SARS. Um, yeah, shout out to the people of the motherland. I need to put on my hoodie because it's getting kind of cold. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. Yeah. Said all in my head, cause and effect. One after other, it cause and effect. Rockin' with my brothers, I'm reppin' the set. Y'all will be better protecting your neck. Pop on the beat with the heat, make a sweat. I shoot my shot and it go through the net. Switching the pot, I just pop me a batch. Throwing the bait for the deadliest cash. Yeah, taking the task. Got him like sucker is suckin' tash. And to be duckin' my other wrath. Y'all learn the stupid I thought in the past. Grinding my dreams. Coming in hot like the fire team. I got the shine to be blinding. Find me a kick with a fine team. Vazi, I need. They be red, but my mind green. Why is you wasting my time, B? Thought that I left you behind me. Won't it be my favorite timepiece? Can't time these if you want peace. You want war that won't cease. All these angels with demon knees. Find me, grind me, grind me like high key. Fiery, high knee, she might be, might be, feisty. I like me. This is a lot more comfortable. That shirt I was telling Emilio is stiff. It's almost like starchy around the shoulders because it was tailor-made, but oh, that's I'm nice. bigger than that now already. Wow. So that's good. It's at least a yeah. good sign. Bigger than that now. Big enough, yeah. Are the cameras rolling? Are they both rolling? Yeah, they're both rolling. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to reset that other one, actually. Okay, what do you mean? Reset it how? Oh. <laughs> do it for both, then. Do it for both. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Yeah. I'm going to reclap because sometimes after the break, it fucks up still, which I don't know how. Nice. But I did, I also got that shirt, like, right... I got that in Nigeria when I was there, like, down the street from my grandparents' house in Benin. And um, 
It was funny because my grandma walks around like a mob boss whenever she's in that town. Like, what does oh, that no, mean? That's cool. Like, she just owns she the owns town. That like, place. elders are already you're supposed to respect, and you know, you kind of like every time you show up, you're like you give reference to them somehow. But my grandma just walks around like whatever. She talks to anybody however she wants, that's and they dope. all just like they all call her grandma. Like, she's grandma of the area, oh, you know. Sweet. So that's such dope. a strong sense of community. It's I amazing. Love that. That's true. We went to the thread shop, man. Like, literally, and it's like you were picking them out. We're picking them out. My grandma was like giving them like, yo, you better give us a good price. Like, you <laughs> and we leave later, and. Um, grandma's going back to pick it up. It wasn't ready. And so she's, she tells us, all right, you'll pick it up on your way back. I go in together, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. Tell Grandma we're sorry. Like, oh, don't send her back. Because apparently she came in, like, cussed them out. Yeah. It was late oh and shit. So I'm like, damn, we really got some sway, huh? Maybe I should go be chief. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to make a trip. You're calling, bro. Might have to make a trip. All right, fellas. Well, how are y'all doing? How is, um how has the week been treating you? Uh, good. James, I know you good. just had something eventful, an eventful meeting that... We were talking about yeah, the second half smoke we were talking here. about <laughs> off cam um, that we wanted to discuss. Yeah, I was lucky enough to talk to Liz Feldman, who um, I know, dude. Can't wait, wait to start yeah, the fucking section, stop. dude. I'm almost done. Damn, Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let screen. me chief real quick. But yo, it's nuts. <laughs> it's on cam. <laughs> we're gonna cut it. Yeah, that's why he's. But okay, so James, what did you do? Yeah, so um, I was lucky enough to. Uh, talked to Liz Feldman, who is the like the showrunner for Dead to Me, which is a Netflix show. Um, look at me name dropping people. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was for class. I, I was lucky enough to to have someone that knew her, and she she was only there for fifteen minutes, but she dropped so much knowledge on like what goes into showrunning specifically. But like, she gave like life lessons. She was like, um, you know, you just gotta accept that wherever your path leads is where it is. You know, it's you could have. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> you had dreams. Um, but if your reality doesn't reach that dream the time you think it is, mm. it's not failure. It's not failure. Oh. It's just how it is right now. And she's, she's had, like, a crazy path going up. So what does um, that mean? Sorry if I may interrupt. Yeah. Is that okay, or do you want to finish first? No, no, no. Oh, so what does that mean you think you attach your dreams to? If it's not a destination or a point of time, is the goal just supposed to be ever-evolving, ever-elusive? Or That's how I'm starting to see it. The goal is ever evolving. Like it's always going to be different. You could set goalposts and you know maybe like small steps that you could take, and you could be proud of those. But if you start thinking like too long term in the future, and you're like, at 26, I'm going to be running my own. It could be anything, business or you know whatever. Then you don't make it. You can't let that get you down. How do you form those small steps then? How do you go about? Because that's important. I think you're right. You have to have something that keeps you going, but you also have to have moments where you can appreciate the present and the progress and where you're at. So how do you, I mean, if you're in your personal experience or maybe she said something about it, how do you go about, do you think, setting those small steps and goals? Um, well, I can only speak from, like, a filmmaking perspective because I don't know how it would be if I was going into, like, pharmacy, you know? <laughs> like, what are the small goals for that? But for me, it's been, like, um, taking it project by project, um, setting the goal of, like, okay, I'm going to try to get at least one done in like a year or something like it, actually I've, I've done more than that like one in like a few months or like for a season or i'm gonna spend some time writing on this for a little bit you know um it sounds kind of just like scheduling you know like organizing scheduling your dreams your dreams you know <laughs> like um and, and and that comes from understanding the process as a whole that it will take to get to where you maybe your bigger dream is like like mine a director I didn't know what the steps were to get to being that, to being like a, success, a successful one. I feel like I still kind of don't, but I have a better idea. So I could find goals that I could do with the knowledge of what those 
what um what the actual process is, at least what I know. So there's an aspect of the journey that's supposed to form as you go. You're not supposed to have it all figured out before you start. Yeah. Because you can't. Yeah. I think that is specific to to art, though. I don't know. I don't know how it would be if it was in a different field. What do you mean by that, though? Like, why? Because it's such a creative field, and it's such, it's it's not. It's less of a linear path. Like, doctor, you go to medical school, you do whatever, you do residency. You know exactly what you kind of have to do Those are structured milestones, yeah, yeah, that you didn't create, but you're trying to achieve. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because there are two different ways of, like, living your life and, like, your mentality and setting your fulfillment, you know, and your happiness is because a lot of our fulfillment and happiness sets goes around goals or our interests or what we want to do in life, right? So it's just a totally different way to set up your life. That's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, please continue about, what was her name, Lisa? Liz. Liz, Liz. damn. <laughs> Liz Feldman. Liz. Um, she also mentioned how uh, collaborative art in general is, but specifically TV because that's what she's been working in. And how um, most of the times, people who aren't willing to sacrifice their ego don't make it far because it's such a collaborative thing that you have to give up some kind of control in whether it's the writing room because there's like eight writers in a writing room. Or if it's directing, you're working with the showrunner directly like next to them, but the showrunner has the final say. So you have to be willing to be like, come with ideas and know that some of them might not be taken, you know? Um, and even actors, like if an actor gets upset because they're not like, <laughs> they're not being respected in what they're doing, like like if the director or the showrunner keeps telling them things, they have to accept that criticism, you know? Well, director man in production right now, have you had moments of that that have happened that you realized moments where you relinquished control to the other members of the team and you had to give up that creative ego? Cast or crew, or does it matter? To anybody. I think I spoke to both of you at one point or another about um, feeling like because of who I'm working with, cast as well as crew, I've been able to let the characters go. I did a lot in rehearsal. The script is what it is, and the actors are who they are um, as perceptive people and uh, learners um, and listeners. So I think... um, when we started production, I, I let go and gave up. I, I don't think there was ever an ego to, uh, to my projects or this project. Um, maybe that'll develop <laughs> <laughs> when I get some confidence or something for uh, directing more. After but, this one. Uh, I don't know. I, I, think, um, I don't think you can make something truly great if, you're, if it's just you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The greatest things come from collaboration, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I, I just mean there's so many people on the set. There's so many different minds who have walked different paths. I Like I've said to everybody before we started this pro, uh, project that, I mean, feel free at any time to say something and give your advice. And more times than not, it's about why are we running it again? But um, people do voice their opinions, and I do appreciate them for it. Because it makes it makes the, the art better. And you've made some of those changes. So it's like, yeah, this made it better. I, literally, I, I think, think more about. times than not in the 90s, 90%, you know, I actually do. Uh, make the change. Yeah. Mm. Like, according to what someone suggested, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because that goes counter to the great man theory, if you guys are familiar with that, where it's like we, well, it's a, a little more than just that theory, but like this idea that one person has done all these great things in history, like you often think of. I'm like Revolutionary War, George Washington, right? Like you don't think, you don't know all the other generals. You don't know all the other people at all the other battles who did the key things, right? Or just things like that, that 
you know, Julius Caesar. It was like the emperor of Rome or what was it? Rome, right? Yeah. But it's just this idea that we don't think about that in history a lot of the times, about the greatest things in history. We think about one person or one, like, entity, yeah. even if it's multiple people. Napoleon. It's, like, one thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, rulers are the best example, yeah. But even, like, uh, I mean, I, don't have, I can't think of more examples. <laughs> all of them keep being rulers that pop into my head. But it does apply to all these fields. And it's just it's interesting to hear, and I think good to hear, because I agree that the collaboration is the true story behind the greatest things. It's just somehow it gets swept under the rug over time. I think that might be changing, too. Oh, really? That's because, like, you you think back. I mean, history's only been written, like, in, in depth, right, for how long? I don't, I don't even know. I know, but quick fun like, fact, did you know that that is the distinction between prehistoric and not prehistoric? What is? When history started getting written down, so we often oh. think of prehistoric as like the dinosaur times, but yeah. no, prehistoric was like three thousand years ago. No, dude, like yeah. recent, like written when written history oh, started. Oh, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. When oh. written history started, prehistoric is over, right? So it's actually much closer. What in did time people write now. on at first? So it was walls, walls like tablets like and shit. stone tablets. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. oh, they had like little drawing. iPads and stuff. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, they had, but they would Free carve it, like, they would definitely carry them around, like, uh, Moses, the commandments were on tablets, right? He's so it's like, they would, it's rock. just there forever, yeah. so you better make sure you carve <laughs> it And then he right. dropped one of them, there were once 20 yeah. commandments. Shit. <laughs> 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 Broken out, damn it. Now there's just 10, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, well, most writing started as drawings. Blazing sound. Like hieroglyphs and stuff, and you think, like, look at Sanskrit, look at Arabic writing, look at most of the East Asian writings, like the calligraphy, most of that is drawings those came from drawings at first and that's how you communicated so that's how it kind of evolved i don't know what that was often. well letters are kind of like small drawings right representing sounds dude stop this is crazy <laughs> 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 that was like that was like when i figured out that you can't say the vowels without opening your mouth <laughs> you know what i'm saying like every other letter the like continents and shit you touch your mouth wow okay yeah but the vowels you don't what? What does Some, it mean? Except for why. Yeah. Wait, why? No, yeah, I don't have yeah, to touch no, my why mouth. Why? A, E, I, O, U, Y. Why a little bit? Why a little bit? But every other letter you do. You do. M, T. Okay. 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 We done. Yeah. Um, what else did you learn? Um, because we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Egos. We were talking about something before prehistoric. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so what I was gonna say is that I think that's changing in history, right? Because like now we have internet, so lots, lot, a lot more stories are being documented, even if they're not being like shown as much. They might get lost in history, but there's more. There's just so much more information. So, I, um, and you kind of see it in like during the Revolutionary War. Yeah, George Washington was the biggest, but there were still the other revolutionaries. You know, like the other eventual presidents, but they were recognized, and it was recognized as a movement. Um, the Civil War was recognized as, like, two different sides with movements. Um, so I think, I don't know, I think it's being highlighted more. That's good. I think that's a good thing. I think so, too. Because it's just the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, the truth is that I think teams create the greatest things. You need people to make up for your deficits because we haven't got everything, unfortunately. That's another thing Liz said, actually, that in the writing room, she chooses people that have perspectives completely different from hers so that it's just more well-rounded. Like, you don't want eight of the same people in the room writing, this, writing something because it's, it's just going to be something you could write, you know? Yeah. You want different ideas, different personalities. We've said it on here before. Oftentimes the truth lies in the middle somewhere on most things. Like, it lies in a kind of combination, compromise middle ground of the ideas. Like, that's just what the reality is. Oftentimes it's not the extremes. But, so I think that's really good. 
is um you said she only spoke for like 15 minutes yeah what else was there anything else that you took from her um what class was this for this for my acting class really yeah why did she come to that class um my acting professor knew her oh oh, they went to school together is anybody else coming to speak in the class um we have a couple like casting directors coming but i think all the 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 like the big big names are out of the way now Excuse me. Was there anything else from it? No, that's about it. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I have to pee. We kind of have to take another break. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I have to pee. Yeah. yeah. For what? The drugs? commercial break, yeah. To clear up your chlamydia. The clap is chlamydia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, y'all will know. James from experience. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the clap here. commercials. That's what that is. James, you look like you could be an STD commercial. Like, you know, stay stay safe from VD. Teaching people, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, not like an after picture. You could be the before. No, you were like, what? What? What are you? What a segment. How many STD commercials have you seen? I haven't even seen any. I haven't seen any. I only see the posters. Then, what? <laughs> no, there was one that was about HIV that I saw, and they only showed gay people on it. I was like, are you just trying to stereotype? <laughs> like, the commercial had, like, no straight couples. It was about getting treatment for AIDS. It was about getting, like, some HIV medication. It was only gay couples. I was like, are we just perpetuating the stereotype? More than gay people get AIDS. It's kind of true. Right? Know. Audience? Maybe? <laughs> Isn't that, like, yeah. a stereotype? I, uh, it might be, yeah. I mean, they, well, are they they're more susceptible to it? Aren't I they? don't know why, though. Not the sexual method. Isn't it the sexual method? Like, you can get it through vaginal sex easier. There's more, like, membranes and, like, fluids and things that can transport it. Wow, okay. Well, I didn't know that. You have to really, like, tear it up. (laughs) I did not know that, actually. transport it. Okay, okay. Maybe this is the jump cut. Maybe we start right (laughs) here. into this. I don't know. Oh, my God. We gotta cut the rest of that. Yeah, okay, we're back. Wait, 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 wait. Let me... Oh, yeah, me too, actually. Me too. I want that on. Don't want that on. Gotta keep your image up. Gotta keep my image up. (laughs) Another (laughs) time we're gonna jump in again. All right, we're back. Third or fourth time trying to jump cut back in, but we're back. Um, We were talking about something off pod about the Bobby Wright music video, which is coming soon. People stay tuned. Yes, it is. Working hard, mostly James, working very hard on it. And Amelia, you had a question about, I don't remember it, but can you ask the question for James again? You were talking about um, some idea that you had. I think it was about putting stars in for a shot. And I just think different things with also like uh, 
the transition with the light posts and things like that, not to spoil anything. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's a little teaser. Um, but where you come up with ideas like this when it's not immediately present in in like the kind of pre-production as well as uh, the actual filming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just comes from like my my tendency to impro- improvise things. Like, like I'll just see the footage and an, and an idea will come to my head, or I'll try to think of um, if I can. If nothing comes immediately, I'll at least with this music video. As I was piecing it, I was like, "How can I make this transition into this cut that I really like? I really like this cut. It was like the, the him kicking his foot, right? Like I was like, I need that in there for this moment. It's perfect. How do I put it in? Um, so it's just it was a lot of playing around in Premiere to see what kind of effects were available. Um, I looked at a lot of music videos, so I researched. Like I was like looking at other how they transition, how He's they taste their videos look, and stuff. Hire him; he'll work hard for you. Um, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's a it's just kind of figuring it out as you go. That's how I've been taking this project, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like if I got too stuck into the structure, although okay, so there are some shots like my original concept for the video as we were getting the shots, at least the one out here. I wanted it to swirl around and then transition at each cut, but I've kind of had to go about that differently because we didn't, um, didn't we didn't perfectly it didn't perfectly fit on each flip yeah. where you were talking. There are some like side where cuts your, your mouth was, round cuts. Yeah, same. I like it. It's cool. Stuff. It gives it a dynamic yeah. feel because sometimes it's like okay, you're going linear. Sometimes oh, hold up, we just made it 3D. We just brought you into the whole world. I think it's dope. I yeah, think it's it looking happened really good so far. Thank you. Is there a timeline that people want to know? Um, yeah, we, end of the week. Really? Oh, end of the week. wow. End Wait, of the week. this week or next end week? End of this week. By Saturday or By Sunday? Saturday. By Saturday. It'll be done at least. Let's say Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> <Hand laughs> say Sunday, yeah. He brought it up. He brought say it Sunday. up. You brought it up. I like it. Hey, it's recorded. <laughs> nah, yeah, so, for sure, yeah, though. You got to swear to the people. This Sunday is going to come out. I'm, so y'all know, it was written. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> we bring it Put back it on, on a stone on. tablet. Yeah. So that, like, kind of just ethereal source of imagination that you're pulling from for the video, would you say it's like a conglomerate of things that you've taken in when you were watching the other music videos or is that co- where is that coming from mostly from watching the cuts that we have like it's like so this, this, the inspiration's there you see it in the footage and then you extrapolate it yeah you don't have to go somewhere else for it mm. yeah but the um idea you were specifically talking about was from me learning more about what i can do like what i can do in after effects you know so it's like okay well how can i use this tool then in this in this shot how are you going about learning these things um Playing around with it, yeah. Going into the settings, yeah. I YouTube a lot too. I YouTube like um, 15 effects for beginners, and then I'll do like 15 effects for music videos or something, you know, just things like that. Yeah, it just shows you tools in it, you know. Even if I don't do the exact thing that the video is talking about, I'll I'll know how to do something similar to it. Yeah. How long is an average session of like work time? (laughs) Like all of that gets you how much of the video done in an average session? Um, that first verse took me. At least five hours. Yeah. Total or like at total. once? Total. To- total. It was, it's never at once. So like five hours of dedicated time. But there's like an hour before where I'm setting up to get into that dedicated headspace, you know? So um, maybe even a little more, honestly. Yeah. It's pretty cool to uh, do the different medium because we've been working just with narrative film so far. So there's not much like, you know, after effects or shit you're putting in, I imagine. I don't really know the editing process. I imagine it's like color correcting. I don't even really know what that means. Not right now, but yeah. I don't even know what that means, but eventually, right? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. How is it working on the two different like projects at once? Um, dude, I love it so much more than just working on one. Like I, I think 
oh, actually, my experimental video class, that helped me break out of that so much more. It just opened the ideas of what I can do in video that isn't story or tells a story in a way that's not verbal, you know? Um, so that was like practice. That whole semester was just practicing, doing different things that didn't really have structure, you know? Um, and that helps, helps me be um, flexible on what I think the shot can look like. I'm sorry, I was checking the fucking rain, no, if it's could. gonna rain on But us. it is nice going back to seeing something, like on your sets, when it's very structured. I like, I like that too, still. Like, I like seeing the um, different roles, the separated roles. Something like that's a little more collaborative, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna kinda have to need to wrap it up, because the air is getting, like, humid, and it can fuck up the equipment. Is there last words that we want to leave the people with today? Um, try to figure out how to help SARS. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good little drop-off. Emilio? Um, don't stop learning. Don't think you're too smart to keep learning. Yeah, and keep going. Definitely. I like that a lot. All right, everybody. This has been another episode of Rabbit Hole Sessions. Thanks for checking us out. Check out the YouTube, Rabbit Hole Sessions on YouTube, at Rabbit Hole Sessions on Instagram. Check us all out. Emilio Guido, Tyler On Demand, James is coming. Emilio Guido Productions.com, TylerOnDemand.com, and you'll find everything you need to find. And his website's coming. It is also coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's coming. It is also coming. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace out. Bye. Prosperity.